Hi, and welcome to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am your host, Chloe Elise. I'm a millennial money coach, speaker, dog mom, and a seven on the Enneagram. And I am on a mission to prove to you that finances can be fun and easy. On the Deeper Than Money podcast, we will dive into all things millennial finance, debt, saving, mindset, and how to have financial freedom to enjoy life in your 20s and 30s. I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So let's talk money. Hello and welcome back to the Deeper Than Money podcast. Today I'm going to take you on a little blast from the past and talk about quitting my corporate job. So let me take you back in time. I started in corporate and I I got a job that I really liked. Like I got a job I really liked. I had um, basically two bosses kind of in my role and I loved both of them, um, especially the one that I spent a lot of time with. I just adored her. She's just a wonderful mentor and I liked what I was doing. And so you're probably thinking, okay, what was wrong with you? But when I was in my corporate job, I would literally, I would be sitting in my, you know, at my desk and look at my computer and there was just a piece of me that felt off. Like I can't even describe it. Um, Actually, the best way I would describe it is your zone of genius. And so if you've ever heard of zone of genius, Basically, there's four quadrants. There's a quadrant of things that you love and you're good at, and that is your zone of genius. Things that you um, like and that you're not good at, and that is, you know, we we don't want to hang out there. The other zone is things that you don't like, but you are good at, and then there's things that you don't like and you're bad at. And so I would say that my corporate job was really a mixture of doing either things that I, I mostly things I didn't love, but I was really good at them. And I had a lot of epiphanies while working at corporate and I'm so grateful for the time that I had. But one of the times I had always, if if you would have, if you knew me at that time, or if you would have known me at that time and you would have asked me like, Hey, how's corporate going? I would have said, Oh my gosh, I love it. It is, you know, it's going so great. It's doing this and this and this. And one day I had an epiphany because this whole time, deep down, I felt like something was off. Like I knew something was off. I knew like I wasn't totally fulfilled, but I I didn't understand why. And I had this huge realization one day when I sat down to do a task and I was like, I do not want to do this. I don't want to do this. I was like, I mean, but I love my job, but I just like don't want to do this. And I was like, I'll do something else. And I was like, I don't really want to do that. I don't really want to do that. And it was like every single thing on my plate, I really didn't want to do. And I was like, do I even like this job? <laughs> I was like, do I even like this job? I was thinking that to myself and it hit me like it just smacked me in the face so hard when I realized that I didn't actually like the task that I was doing that much, but I, I was good at it and I got a lot of praise for it. And I loved the praise. I loved getting the praise of, 
you know, going above and beyond. I love doing the, getting the praise of going above expectations. I love doing the praise of people being proud of my work and thinking that I was successful and telling me I was successful and all of these little things. I loved that. And so I would do these tasks that I didn't actually like, but I was good at. And so I would get praise for them. I would get, and and I was like, I was winning awards and I was doing this and I got a promotion. I got this and that, and it felt so good. And so at the end of the day, I would tell myself like, oh, I really like my corporate job. But the truth is I like, I didn't actually love what I was doing. I didn't love the tasks I was doing. And deeper than that, um, (laughs) no pun intended, deeper than that. But I was just really so feeling like I knew I wasn't meant to be there. I knew it wasn't my purpose. And for me, I am, um, you know, deeply spiritual. And I had this like disconnect where I was like, I know that like God did not put me on this earth for this, you know? And I, I would go back and forth between feeling like I know to my core that this is not where I'm meant, I'm meant to be and not what I was born for and not where I'm just like, you know, living my most, my most, like my, in the most alignment that I can. And I would get stuck between knowing that and then turning around and being like, well, yeah, but like, I should just be lucky for this job. I have a really great, stable corporate job. Um, you know, I was making really good money for being out of college and I was, you know, I had a, I had a good boss. I had all these things like I should just be happy. I should just be grateful. Like what was wrong with me? And it was just this, this thing that just like kept me stuck for so long. And finally I had kind of come to terms with the fact that I wanted to be an entrepreneur And again, this was a buildup of like a lot of things, but really it came down to, to, to three things. If I, if I was going to break it down, the first one was that deep knowing of like, I know I'm meant to do something else. Like I know this isn't what I was put on earth for. The second thing was freedom. I hated, I literally hated the fact that I only had whatever, seven days of PTO throughout the year. And then it, maybe I got 14, like year two or something, or maybe 10 year two. I couldn't even fathom that. I was like, wait, so how am I supposed to like travel the world? How am I supposed to like be there for my family when something happens? How am I supposed to take mental health days? How am I supposed to, um, you know, be at my friends' bachelorette parties and all this stuff? How am I supposed to do that? when I only have seven days of PTO. And again, it, it came down to like that freedom. The third thing was the environment in general of corporate did not, I like, I did not agree with it in so many ways. First of all, this like level of like toxic, like hating your job, but it being the norm. I, I was, it was so, it was so weird to me. It was so weird to me. So Uh, Every single day. So to set the stage, when I was in corporate, I worked for a company and basically I worked at this like smaller branch of a bigger company. And at this smaller branch, I was the youngest by a significant amount. Um, Like the next oldest person than me was like 10 years older than me. And 
Um, and then, but the majority of the team were like 50s, 60s, closer to retirement. And, and a lot of them had been there since they were like 18, 20, 25. So a lot of them had been working there for longer than I'd been alive. And so then I, I come in, you know, I'm just fresh out of college and super excited about this job, super excited about my role, so happy. Um, at the time I was like, this is my dream job to get out of college is so exciting. And I would go to work every day. And I mean, people didn't say this to me like day one, but about a month in I'd go to work and people would be like, like, Hey, how's it going? And I'm like, I'm having a great day. Like, how are you? How's your week going? And they'd be like, Oh, well, you know, it's Monday. So (laughs) I'd be like, Oh, okay. Then I'd be like, Hey, you know, happy, happy Wednesday. And they'd be like, Oh, it's not Friday. And I'd be like, okay. And then, um, you know, another, somebody would say, yeah, how's your, how are things doing? I'm like, oh my gosh, things are going great. Like I'm having a great week. And they would say things like, well, I remember those days. Like, well, you'll learn soon enough. Like, well, and I'm like, I'm the weird one. I'm the weird one here for being happy and like enjoying my days and, and, being like wishing saying I'm having a great week and like looking forward to the week and like liking all my days at not just Friday. I'm the weird one. I, I couldn't wrap my head around it. And this was coming from people who had been working there for 30 years. So I'm like, that is your mentality every day for 30 years is well, it's not Friday yet. So that means you have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you have three days out of the week that you like. And then the other four, you don't? What? I, like, I I just, I could not grasp it that I was the weird one. And this happened all the time with so many different people. And there were even times when people would say something to me, like, they would laugh to their, to a different coworker and be like, oh, she's so naive. And I'm like, I'm the naive one for, for wanting to enjoy my freaking life. Like, how am I the naive one? And because I'm like, if I ever feel that way, I will quit. Like if I ever feel that way, I will quit. I'm not naive. I'm just not willing to live like that. I'm, I'm not willing to live a life where I hate Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I'm not willing to live a life for 30 years where every single day my alarm clock goes off and I'm sad that I have to go to work. I, that was just, I could not handle it. And so at that point I was like, whoa, like this is this is just like weird. And, um, and again, it was like kind of two worlds colliding at once because I've always loved entrepreneurship. I would call myself a just born entrepreneur. I, you know, did the typical lemonade stands growing up, but even when I was in high school, like even when I was old enough to work, I would do everything I could to not get a job where they made my schedule. (laughs) Like my sister worked at a bar and she was a um, a wa- uh, like hostess and then a waitress and she worked at Jimmy John's and, um, my brother worked at like an ice cream shop and all this stuff. And I hated the thought of working for, for someone else where I didn't have flexibility over my schedule. And I had to be like at certain, like there at certain times or there or whatever, or like agree to a schedule a month in advance. And I know that probably sounds so funny to, to, 
people if that's because again for and for a long time I was like my brain must just like not be working properly because why am I just so not okay with this so I would do I would do babysitting I would do um like private swimming lessons and in college I was a personal assistant which was like one of the most fun jobs I did um I worked in my college mailroom I did after school tutoring I worked where I brought like lunch to to this office and just random odd jobs. And so when I, I think I was kind of shocked when I finally had to get to my corporate job. But anyway, um, I don't want to ramble too much. Basically, um, I was to this point where I was like, something has to give. Something has to give because I'm lost. Like I, I'm just like, I can, like I enjoy, I can enjoy the day and I can enjoy the week and I can enjoy this, but like I know I'm not meant to be here. And I can't stay here. And another thing that was really weighing on my heart was PTO. And I think I already talked about this a little bit. But, like, I was looking for the upcoming year. And this was now in, like, end of 2018. This was, eh, maybe this was, like, July of 2018. And I was looking at 2019. And my sister was getting married. My best friend was getting married. I had a family vacation. I had... um, both my sister and my best friend's bachelorette parties. Um, and then I wanted some time off around the holidays for like Thanksgiving, Christmas. And I did the math and I was like, I won't have enough PTO days. So I can either not go to one of the bachelorette parties where I'm a maid of honor in both weddings. What? No, I can't miss those. So then it's like, okay, then I couldn't take time off for my, my sister's wedding to help her set up and stuff, or I couldn't take time around the holidays, or I couldn't go on my family vacation. It was like one of those. And I just remember thinking like, how, this is not freedom. And at this point I was debt free. And so I was working so hard to become debt free to have the financial means and financial stability to be able to make whatever decisions I wanted to and say yes to the trip and yes to this. And then I got it and I couldn't because of my job. And I just hated it. I just hated it. And so at that moment, so that was like one boiling pot, right? Like one pot that was like boiling over. And then on the other side of the stove was another pot that was boiling over, which is I was at this time, I'd paid off all my debt. It changed my life. I was helping some friends and family like figure out their finances. And I was like, I really want to teach money stuff. I want to teach finances. And so at this time I started taking certifications to become, uh, you know, qualified to be able to actually teach people. And so I started doing that and I was like, what if I made this a business? Like really, truly, what if I grew this as a business? And that was how I quit my job. So it's like these two separate things that kind of like came together perfectly. And, um, yeah. And so at that moment I was like, I, need to have the freedom to, and I had some other like personal stuff going on too that I don't really talk about. And I wanted freedom and I valued freedom more than anything. And so that was when I was like, what if I quit my job? That was the first time, like truly it came across my mind where I was like, what if I quit my job? And if that's you, if you felt that way, I mean, I would assume you feel that way if you've listened to this much of this podcast episode, but, um, and I'm going to go into some more, I'm going to talk about like the best the five pieces of advice I wish I would have known like at that moment. But I do want to tell you that this month's masterclass is called the quit your nine to five masterclass. And we're going to talk about all of the strategy that I did 
leading up to quitting my job, the strategy and the mindset, because both of those two things were a lot, right? Like the strategy piece of like, what the hell do I need in savings? What do I need to prep for insurance? What should I do for um, like retirement? What about like, how do I support myself? How do I pay the bills? All of that stuff. And then also on the other side was the mindset stuff. Like who the hell am I to do this? People are going to think I'm crazy. People are going to think I'm this and that. And what if, you know, Shay doesn't support me? What if my parents don't support me? And I don't mean like financially. I mean like what if they don't like emotionally support my decision? And what if they tell me that I'm being selfish? And what if this and that? Um, and so that's what we're going to cover in the master class this month. And um, yeah, so it's going to be awesome. It's on February 8th. So normally we do the first Monday unless the first Monday falls on a holiday or a Monday. So we give you a little time. So it's February 8th and you have from now, if you're listening to this episode in real time, you have a week. You have the 25th through the 1st to go and sign up. And so if this is something that you are like, holy shit, I need to know more about this, definitely check out the masterclass. It's $37 if you're going to buy a one-time masterclass ticket enrollments, $37 for a two-hour masterclass. And if instead you want to sign up for the membership, which means every single month you get access to whatever that month's masterclass topic is, then you can pay $24 and you're signed up for every month, which is awesome. So you can save a little money doing it that way. But anyway, um, so I wanted to throw that out there because I don't, I'm not going to get too, there's just not enough time to get like that far in the weeds in like, here's every single decision and every single thing I did. But anyway, so make sure I'll put it in the show notes, go sign up for that. It's also in the link in my bio on Instagram, if that's more efficient for you. Okay. So these are the five things, five pieces of advice that I wish, I wish I could go back and tell myself, or I wish someone would have told me when I was just so scared and also kind of excited and thinking I was just crazy for doing this and for thinking about it. This is what I wish I would have known. Number one, you can always get another corporate job. You can always get another corporate job. And I know that there's people who are like, oh, but it's so hard to get a job and you're never going to get a corporate job and you should be lucky. And if you quit, then you'll never get hired again. And I, I do get that there's a very real sense of, especially with like everything that happened with the pandemic of people losing jobs and, um, all, all all of that stuff. I'm not trying to at all say like, Oh, it's easy. Just get a job. I'm not saying that whatsoever, but there are so many different types of jobs and so many different available ways to make money that I, I, that, that was, that is such a comforting thought for me when I kind of heard that piece of advice after I'd already quit or maybe close to before was I can always go and get another corporate job. I could always go back. If I failed, I could go back and apply to work for somebody else again. And that's okay. And I left on great terms with my company because again, I, I did a great job at work and I liked what I was doing and I was respectful and put in my two weeks and everything. And so I was like, I could probably get hired here again. I could probably do this, right? So you can always get another corporate job. Number two, you are resourceful and will always find a way to make it work, right? Even if you didn't go and find a corporate job, you would find ways to make money, right? I would find ways to make money. 
there are so many ways, especially now online, there's so many ways to make money. There's so many people who are hiring that I knew I would be able to be resourceful enough to make it work. Number three, I genuinely believe that when you are in alignment, you can't fail. I believe that I was literally put on this earth to do what I'm doing right now, which is teaching about money and confidence around money and getting rid of money shame and money guilt and all those things. I genuinely believe that this is literally like my purpose, right? Oh, what's the movie we just watched? Um, was it called Purpose? What is that Disney movie? Disney movie, Soul, Soul. We just watched Soul. Oh my gosh, if you have not seen it, you need to go check it out. It's adorable. I cried. It was so sweet. And it was also sentimental to me because the movie is about finding your purpose, basically. And um, and how, yes, your purpose is different from your career and what you do, but just living in, in that. And, and I feel like I am doing that. And so, and I'm a big believer that when you're doing that, you can't screw it up. You can't screw it up. And so if you can't screw it up, why would you not take a chance on your purpose? Number four, you aren't crazy for feeling like a zoo animal. I kind of had this um, joke with myself all the time that I felt like a zoo animal when I was at corporate because I was the only one. I was like, am I the only one that feels like a caged animal that I have to be here at a certain time and I can't leave for a certain time? And even if I finished my work early, I just have to be here and find something else to do. Or even on the days where I don't want to work right now, I want to just go and take the afternoon off because I just am so overwhelmed. I can't, but on the days where it's a Saturday and I'd love to work right now, I also can't. Like it was just, I I just felt so like a caged animal. (laughs) And I thought I was crazy for feeling like that because I thought I was the only one that felt like that. And now being an entrepreneur and getting able to work wherever, whenever I want. And now employing a team of, um, you know, now we're up to like 22 contractors and three full-time employees where that's the expectation of, you know, you get your work done, right? And you get to do that whenever you want to, whether that's at 5 a.m. or 11 p.m. Like you can work when you want to. You do not have to work just because it's a certain time or, or doing this. And that's our philosophy. And and it, it's so fun because everyone gets to do what works best for them. Everyone gets to do what they want to do, which provides better work, which makes them happier, which makes me happier. Like it's just, it, it's a win, 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 win. And so I would go back and tell myself that. And then number five, this is the lowest risk you will ever have. This is the lowest risk you'll ever have. If like, I don't have kids. Shay and I at that point, we're just dating. Um... I had no, no one was counting on me. We didn't even have dogs then. No one was counting on me. And so I kept thinking to myself like, oh my gosh, like what if I screw this up? Like I'm going to let everyone down. But it's like, seriously though, was I? Was I going to let everyone down if I took a chance in my dream and failed? Like not really, right? No one was counting on me financially. I set myself up to where I didn't have to count on anyone else financially, even if things didn't work the way I wanted to. And so it was so low risk. And maybe you're like, oh, but I do have a kid or I do have a partner or I do have this. It likely your life will continue. Like the longer you wait, it will be riskier, right? Even if your risk looks a little bit higher than mine did, you know, on paper, when I quit, that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. And that doesn't mean 
that if you wait five years or six years or seven years, that it will get easier. No, it'll get harder. It'll get more riskier. And so like, this is the time to do it. And I don't have this even, I don't, I didn't write this down as one of the pieces of advice, but the last thing I would say is at the end of the day, as cheesy as, as cheesy as this is, you go to work to make money, right? You go to work to make money and to make more money and to save money and to pay off debt and to do all those things with money. Why do you do those things with money? Like, why do you pay off debt? Why do you save? Why do you do this? You do it so you can have freedom. You do it so you can have choices. You do it so you can have more happiness. And if you're in a job where you're making money, but you're miserable and you're like, make you're staying there because you want more money to save and to pay off debt faster, but you're so miserable. And so you're working to pay off debt so you can have more freedom, but you're staying in a job that gives you no freedom. That's not the only option. That's not the only way to get ahead. And so that's my encouragement to you today. If you're in a corporate job and you know, you're not meant to be there, you're in a toxic environment or maybe you just need a change. It doesn't have to look like starting your own business. There are so many other ways, but it's so important to remember that you're capable and you're powerful and you can do it, right? You can quit your job and pursue something different if that's what deep down you feel like you were made to do. So that's where I'm going to wrap up this week's episode. If you want to know more about the details of how to quit your job, how to be strategic about it, go sign up in the show notes for this month's masterclass. And we're going to deep dive into everything you need to know before quitting your job. If you like this episode, leave a review so I can know what types of episodes you'd like to see in the future. And we will see you back next week on another episode of the Deeper Than Money podcast.